He's gonna go! He's at the 50! He's at the 40! He's at the 30! School's out! This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the Air Force Academy. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Catches! Foot in! Touchdown! This is Jeff Tedford. This is Mike Bobo. Fakes it, now has a blocker, runs out toward the right side, tries to dive for the pylon! This is Bob Davey. This is Matt Wells. This is Craig Bull, head coach of the University of Wyoming. Looks, throws, end zone, touchdown! This is Nick Rulovich. This is Jay Norvell, head coach at the University of Nevada. This is Rocky Long. He's got a receiver across the middle, fighting for the end zone. Oh, man. This is Brent Brennan. This is Tony Sanchez. He's to the goal line, and he's in for six. This is Craig Thompson, commissioner of the Mountain West. And you're listening to... You are listening to... And you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. Here we go. Welcome into the Week 5 edition of This Week in the Mountain West... I'm your host, Nate Kreckman. Three games in conference play in Week 4 saw Wyoming and Utah State join Boise State atop the Mountain Division with 1-0 conference records, while West Division favorites San Diego State continued their role, jumping out to a lead in the West. The Aztecs with yet another impressive win, this time on the road at Air Force in a driving rainstorm to get to 4-0 on the year. San Diego State now number 19 in the Associated Press poll, their highest ranking since 19. 1978 and number 21 in the coaches poll also don't forget about new mexico the lobos with a big time road win at tulsa to get to two and two on the year that program trying to get back to a bowl game for the third consecutive season Coming up on this week's show, we'll look back at all the week four action. Also, an in-depth conversation with Wyoming head coach Craig Bull about that dramatic overtime win against Hawaii and the continued development of junior quarterback Josh Allen. It's the week five edition of This Week in the Mountain West, and you have it right here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Bob Davey, head coach of the New Mexico Lobos. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. In the Mountain West, sportsmanship meets winning with honor, but don't take our word for it. Sportsmanship is more than what goes on on the field. Good sportsmanship means being loud, but being courteous. Sportsmanship is enjoying the game and being respectful of other team's fans. And that goes for all officials, coaches, players, and mascots. Sportsmanship is making your parents and your coaches proud. It takes all of us working together to make a good game great. That's what it's all about. The Mountain West, champions in life. It's a season-long quest for a reward that's as big as a mountain. Bangs his way into the end zone. Touchdown. 12 teams chasing one goal. The 2017 Mountain West Football Championship. It'll be decided December 2nd, and the game could be coming to your city. Throws it over the middle, and the pass intercepted. Bragging rights and conference supremacy are on the line, and you won't want to miss it. Follow your team's pursuit of the championship all season long by visiting themw.com. The next big play is just a click away on the Mountain West Network. Join me, Jesse Kurtz, for the latest insight, analysis, and live game action you won't find anywhere else. Catch over 1,500 events for free in HD on the only network that lets you watch any team, anytime, on any device. Go to the MW.com today and get your game on with the Mountain West Network. There's a force in the West. An attitude unlike any other. A belief that says, let's do this. A shared commitment 
to academics, leadership, and community service. Avon, uniting 12 teams in history, rivalry, and competition. There is a force in the West. We call it the Mountain West. The Mountain West, champions in life. To find out more, visit us at themw.com. This is Rocky Long, head coach of the San Diego State Aztecs. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Recapping week four around the Mountain West, and we start with the hottest team and the hottest player in the conference. San Diego State goes to the Air Force Academy and knocks off the Falcons 28-24. Rashad Penny, 20 carries for 128 yards and three touchdowns in the pouring rain. The game had an 88-minute lightning delay in the second quarter. Aztecs needed a big play in the fourth, and Penny would get it done. High formation, Chapman to Rashad Penny, nothing inside. Tried to turn to, to the near corner. Turn the corner, 50, 45, 40, the sideline. It's a foot race. You can't catch him. He's gone. He's gone. Touchdown, Aztecs. Touchdown, Rashad Penny. Ted Leitner with the call, courtesy of Extra Sports 1360 in San Diego. The Aztecs 4-0 for the first time since 1981. Rashad Penny second nationally in rushing with 716 yards on the season. He's the Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week for the fourth consecutive week. New Mexico on the road at Tulsa, tied at 13. Final play of the game, Jason Sanders from 53 yards out. Placement is down. The kick is up for Sanders. It is high. It is end over end. And this kick is good! (laughs) And the Lobos walk off Tulsa in Oklahoma. Uh Final score, New Mexico 16, Tulsa 13. Robert Portnoy with the call, courtesy of Learfield. Sanders, the Mountain West Special Teams Player of the Week. Lobos rush for 338 yards in the win, led by quarterback Colton Gerhardt with 156 yards on the ground. That was one more yard than Tulsa had all afternoon. New Mexico now 2-2 two two on the year. Conference opener for Utah State and San Jose State, and the Aggies ran away with this one in a hurry. Kent Myers with a monster performance, running for two touchdowns and throwing for two more. Kent Myers surveying the field, throwing a screen over to Bright. Bright turns around and will have the first down and a lot more to the 30, to the 20, to the 10-5 touchdown. Utah State. That's Scott Garrard on 1280 The Zone in Salt Lake City. Utah State piled up 318 yards on the ground in a 61-10 win over the Spartans. Bright spot for San Jose State linebacker Frank Ginda leads the nation with 14.6 tackles per game. And the late one Saturday night, Hawaii at Wyoming with the Paniolo Trophy on the line. 21-21 tie at the end of regulation. Josh Allen happy to have James Price back healthy. And they would make the Rainbow Warriors pay on the first play of overtime. Fake the give. Allen rolling right. Looking back. Looks to the end zone. This is caught. Touchdown, James Price. Dave Walsh, the voice of the Cowboys, courtesy of Learfield. Hawaii gets their possession, but the Wyoming defense makes a play to seal the win. Wants to throw. Looks to his left, and this is batted down, and it's picked off. It's intercepted. The Cowboys have won the game on the interception. Cash has the ball. How about Cash that? Malawia. Cash Malawia, the hero, intercepting the ball with a club on his hand. 
28-21, Wyoming opens conference play with a big-time win. Much more on that game in the next segment with Cowboys head coach Craig Bull after these words from your local station. This is Brent Brennan, head coach of the San Jose State Spartans. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Craig Bull, head coach of the University of Wyoming. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Wyoming now 2-2 two two after last Saturday's 28-21 overtime win against Hawaii at War Memorial Stadium. The Cowboys will wrap up the non-conference portion of the schedule Saturday afternoon against Texas State in Laramie. And joining us right now here on This Week in the Mountain West, the fourth-year head coach at Wyoming, Craig Bull. Coach, welcome to the show. How you doing? Well, I'm a little bit nicked up, but uh, it was great to get a big, big win. All right, Coach. You said right there that you're nicked up, and I know the players got a little bit banged up in that game against Hawaii. It was very physical, but apparently you suffered an injury as well. What happened? Well, I'm certainly on the injury report in the midst of all the intensity. I broke off a filling and had part of my tooth spit out in the middle of the game, and so uh, between uh, some, some dental work and everything else, we need to pass the old coach up, and Beyond myself, it was a physical game on both sides uh, of, of uh, teams. Uh, you know, it was a, a hard-fought game. We were excited about winning, but we came through and we had a couple injuries. Yeah, Coach, looking back on that win, it was a night of big plays. You had Tyler Hall's kick return touchdown, Josh Allen to James Price on that first play of OT, and then the interception. Watching that game, and it was hugely entertaining. It was great TV. It seemed to be... <laughs> It seemed to be a battle of of who was going to make the last big play. Was that what it felt like on the sideline? 
Yeah, you, you, you had a feeling during the course of the game and even during the pregame warm-up that it was going to be a really intense game. And, you know, most of the time those games, uh, the margins for victory are a play here or there. Uh, certainly it was somewhat unconventional if you look at the tail of the tape and statistics. Hawaii had a significant advantage. However, the turnover margin, the big play in the kicking game, and we did stop them on a fourth down play, kind of helped neutralize the time of possession and yardage. And uh, Josh Allen had come up. Uh, we had a couple drop passes earlier in the game, but threw a strike in the back of the end zone to James Price. And obviously Tyler Hall's uh, kickoff return was big. And then uh, the interception was uh, to one of our players, a linebacker who had a club on his hand. Right. I, I saw the ball get tipped up in the air. I was like, no way. And he came up with the interception. The next thing you know, our players jetted across the field to get our traveling trophy. Very, very cool. Now, do you feel like the offensive identity of the team is starting to come together four games in? Well, it certainly looked like that during the course of this game, and we made a decision uh, to start Trey Woods uh, at a tailback. He came into camp starting out as a linebacker. We liked his size and his movement. It's taken him a little bit of time to pick up the nuances of the offense, but he broke off a couple long runs. That looked a little bit more like the Wyoming Cowboys at we truly are. Um, you know, I think it's going to be important for us to be balanced uh, this week. And Josh is throwing the ball uh, fairly well. We need to catch the ball better, but we cannot just rely on a, you know, an NFL quarterback's arm. We've got to be able to spread the ball around to different players, and particularly that tailback and getting that running game going is really going to be critical. Yeah, the big emergence from Trey Wood, 135 yards on 15 carries, including some pretty big plays. The passing game, and you mentioned the drops. What does it do for the offense to close out the game with a big-time play and a big-time throw, especially having James Price back and healthy? Well, it reestablishes some confidence. And, and having James come back this game, you know, he was not – cleared for contact for many, many weeks. And so this was his first game to, to go out there and really test that shoulder. And Josh put the ball on the money where it needed to be, and he came down with a, a great catch. It was uh, exciting to see, and I think it really gave our receiving core and Josh a real sense of confidence that we can put the ball where it needs to be, and those guys are going to catch it. Coach, give me the evaluation of Josh Allen through the first four games of the season. I think he's done pretty well. You know, there's all kinds of speculation, either through Twitter or the mock drafts. What's Josh Allen's stock going up or down? It's almost like a fantasy football question. The thing that Josh is doing, he's doing the things he needs to do for the Cowboys. And, um, you know, certainly all the guys who touched the football this last year on the previous year, they're all in the NFL on active rosters. So there was a great deal of talent that walked out. Uh, Josh is uh, finding his way. I think this last half of the season, you're going to see an emerging offense. And, you know, our completion percentage go up, and, and we're pleased with Josh. However, I think Josh can play even better. So many scouts at the game. You talked about it's like a stock market watch on Josh mm-hmm. Allen. The analysts on the telecast talk extensively about his pro prospects. As a staff, how have you tried to help him deal with being under a pretty intense magnifying glass? Well, it's a great question, and, and it is a complicated uh, question. Uh, the great thing is, is Josh has got a really good value system. But I don't care who you are. You just turned 21 years old, and everybody's uh, telling you you're going to be the first player picked in the draft tour. All of a sudden, now you may not be drafted. Uh, you go up and down the ladder. What he has done, he's ex- you know he's kind of 
just excluded all the things on the outside. There's been a ton of national media attention. We tried to to pick and choose and, and guard how many times he's he's going to be interviewed. Uh, he's been a great team player, uh, but those things they're easily said, but they're tough to do. And I don't care who you are. There's just human nature saying, okay, what's my career going to look like after I leave Wyoming? He's done a great job staying focused, but a ton of speculation. And, you know, our press box was full not only of area scouts, but regional scouts and GMs and things of that nature. So there's only a certain number of quarterbacks that are going to be selected in the NFL draft. Our style of offense, and you can slice it, dice it up any way you want to, it lends itself to playing as quarterback in the NFL. So that's why all these uh, scouts and GMs are here. We'll continue our conversation with Craig Bull talking about that Wyoming defense next here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Jeff Tedford, head football coach of the Fresno State Bulldogs. We'll be back with more of this week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. The next big play is just a click away on the Mountain West Network. Join me, Jesse Kurtz, for the latest insight, analysis, and live game action you won't find anywhere else. Catch over 1,500 events for free in HD on the only network that lets you watch any team, anytime, on any device. Go to the MW.com today and get your game on with the Mountain West Network. There's a force in the West, an attitude unlike any other, a belief that says, let's do this, a shared commitment to academics, leadership, and community service. A bond uniting 12 teams in history, rivalry, and competition. There is a force in the West. We call it the Mountain West. The Mountain West, champions in life. To find out more, visit us at themw.com. It's a season-long quest for a reward that's as big as a mountain. Bangs his way into the end zone. Touchdown. 12 teams chasing one goal. The 2017 Mountain West Football Championship. It'll be decided December 2nd, and the game could be coming to your city. Throws it over the middle, and the pass intercepted. Bragging rights and conference supremacy are on the line, and you won't want to miss it. Follow your team's pursuit of the championship all season long by visiting themw.com. In the Mountain West, sportsmanship meets winning with honor, but don't take our word for it. Sportsmanship is more than what goes on on the field. Good sportsmanship means being loud, but being courteous. Sportsmanship is enjoying the game and being respectful of other team's fans. And that goes for all officials, coaches, players, and mascots. Sportsmanship is making your parents and your coaches proud. It takes all of us working together to make a good game great. Sportsmanship, that's what it's all about. The Mountain West, champions in life. This is Nick Rolovich, head coach of the University of Hawaii football. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Talking Wyoming football with Craig Bull, the head coach of the Cowboys. Coach, let's talk about the defensive side of the football. Andrew Wingard, or Dewey as he is known around Laramie, big interception in a goal-to-go situation in the third quarter. His physicality and closing ability has been evident since he was a freshman All-American. I remember Dave Walsh called him a heat-seeking missile, which I thought is an apt description of his play. But what are some of the other areas of his game and his skill set that have now grown here in his junior season? Well, what he's been able to do is make a lot of other guys right. You know, he comes in from the secondary, and a lot of times people will say, how in the world can your leading tackler be a safety? That's 
that must mean you're not very talented on defense, and really that's not appropriate. Uh, we spin him down a lot, and sometimes uh, a guy may not be in the right spot, and Andrew fixes it, and that's because of his uh, breadth of experience, understanding our defense. He goes out and he practices really hard. He's always around the football. He's a very capable tackler. And, you know, for him to come up with the interception last week was huge. Uh, he, he sends a great message. He's a big-time player. We're glad we have him. The defense as a whole is a more veteran group this year. Logan Wilson, now a sophomore. Carl Granderson up front. Marcus Epps at safety, now both upperclassmen. What's the biggest difference for you and Coach Hazelton to coach a more experienced group? Well, they're certainly uh, we're bigger, stronger, and faster. And I think that the defensive tackles were 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 different. That a lot of times that's that starts. Johanna Gaffan has had an excellent year so far, uh, so we're getting better better push and establishing the line of scrimmage. There's more speed out there. You have a guy like Logan Wilson who's up to 240 pounds now and still carrying that weight well. Um, we're just a more disruptive discipline, uh, explosive defense, and that is evident. There's always a correlation between that and the number of takeaways that you're getting. It's just been my experience, you know, a couple of years ago. I mean, it was like an earth-shattering event if we ever got a fumble or even the ball on the ground or an interception, and now it's almost, you know, a couple-game uh, occurrence, and, and that has helped. You know, we're doing a good job taking care of the football, but the biggest thing is we're ball hawking, and so that's allowing us to win games like the University of Hawaii. Speaking of Coach Scotty Hazelton, you reunited with him from back in the North Dakota State days. He was last coaching in the NFL in Jacksonville. What has he brought to the program now as defensive coordinator? Well, it was kind of like a hand in glove. Uh, you know, Scotty was our first defensive coordinator when we won our first national championship. And uh, also, his experience at USC, he was a coordinator out in Nevada, but his experience in the NFL has really helped. I think extensively on the third down packages, uh, pass protection. We're doing some unconventional thing. You know, while Jacksonville, they had a rough go uh, defensively, they, they played really well down there. And so he's brought a, uh, a great breadth of experience there. And then the other thing, you know, he's a front-range kid. Um, and so for him to be in this area, he's, he's really uh, bought into the players, particularly that are from Colorado and Wyoming. Uh, he brings a you know, I mix a defensive coordinator. You know, he's not going to be a warm and fuzzy guy, but you can't be a grumpy Gus all the time either. And so he's got a great plan to be able to challenge these guys and yet love them up. What does it do for the program right now? You talked about the offensive starters from last year that are now in the NFL. Brian Hill in Atlanta, Jacob Hollister in New England, Tanner Gentry making that active roster in Chicago. We know about Chase Roulier being drafted by Washington. What does it do for the program to have those players now producing and having success in the NFL? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we always talk about the collegiate experience here at the University of Wyoming and getting a great degree. In the back of the uh, high school kids' minds is an opportunity. They have a they have a dream to play for the Broncos or the Chargers or whoever uh, you know is their favorite professional team. And so, you know, by and large, these these young men want to say, "Okay, I at least want to have an opportunity to be evaluated." It certainly speaks well of our program to have that number of players that are on active rosters. Uh, and then you have another young man like Josh Allen come out. Our exposure has has changed exponentially. You know, the footprint that we're in in a recruiting base 
guys recognize that we've got good players, good coaches, and we're producing good players that are now making it in the NFL. The High Altitude Performance Center, $44 million. It's under construction right now on campus. What is that going to mean to Cowboy football? Well, it's been a a game changer, and it's interesting. Uh, The inside, the outside, the facade is all completed. The inside is getting framed in, and our first game, we walked our players through there, and a couple players who were seniors saying, darn, coach, I wish I had another year of eligibility. Well, what it, what that building will do beyond being a shiny building with bells and whistles, more importantly, it's about developing the players, develop, developing them academically, uh, developing them um, with sports medicine, nutrition. We've got a, we'll be the only school around for a long, long while that has a training table where the meals are designed for these athletes and then a football only weight room uh, but it's going to meet the needs for all our student athletes it truly is a game changer and that is that is a case in point where we're one wyoming and that facility came about because of our state government uh people who are vested in the state our foundation board certainly a great vision by tom berman our athletic director and no one else is going to have a facility like it i know that well, the Pokes are off to a 1-0 start in conference. They'll wrap up non-conference play Saturday against Texas State at War Memorial Stadium in Laramie. Craig Bull, the head coach of the Wyoming Cowboys. Coach, thank you so much for the time. Good luck this week. Always great to be on. Thanks. Bye now. We'll run down the Week 5 schedule in the Mountain West after these words from your local station. This is Mike Bobo, head coach of the CSU Rams. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Matt Wells, head football coach of the Utah State Aggies. 
Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Seven games on the schedule in Week 5 with three non-conference games and four matchups in league play. We started up Friday night, Utah State hosting their in-state rivals BYU at 6 p.m. Mountain on CBS Sports Network. The Aggies have not defeated BYU since 2014. They look to build off that impressive win at San Jose State last week. Six games on Saturday, starting with non-conference action at 2 o'clock Mountain Time. Craig Bowles, Wyoming Cowboys face Texas State in Laramie in a game you can stream on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash stadium college football to watch all the action. Then at 5 p.m. Mountain, it's Air Force at New Mexico in a Mountain Division clash. If you like option football, this is the game for you. See that one on CBS Sports Network. And then a West Division showdown at 7 p.m. Pacific Nevada at Fresno State in the conference opener for both squads on AT&T Sports Network. Two games kicking off at 7.30 Pacific San Jose State at UNLV in West Division action on ESPNU and the Watch ESPN app, while number 19 San Diego State hosts Northern Illinois on CBS Sports Network. Aztecs off to that great 4-0 start. Huskies head to Montezuma Mesa at 2-1 with a road win at Nebraska on the resume. Should be a good one. And then we'll close it out Saturday night with Colorado State at Hawaii at 10 o'clock. Mountain. That's 6 p.m. local time for you Hawaii fans. Rams coming off the bye. Watch that game in Hawaii on Spectrum Sports pay-per-view. CSU fans can get the telecast on the stadium app. Boise State is idle this week. And that will do it for the Week 5 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. If you missed any of this show, you can listen on SoundCloud on the Mountain West Radio Network page on the MW.com. You can also download the show as a podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. And, of course, follow the Mountain West on Twitter at Mountain West and like the Mountain West Conference on Facebook. I'm Nate Kreckman. Great games this weekend. Have fun, everybody. This is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West. We'll talk to you next week right here. Right here. Right here. Right here on This Week in the Mountain West.